Welcome to Junior Elves and Now What? Interlude Episode 7.5. This last weekend, my family and I went and saw the new Pokemon movie, The Detective Pikachu, the live-action movie done. Hallelujah, somebody finally got a video game movie right. I remember seeing the live-action Mario Brothers movie when I was a kid, and it was really embarrassing because it was just me, one of my friends, and a mom and her son sitting in a theater, a theater for at least a few hundred people, and there was like the four of us opening weekend. It was so, so sad. This new Pokemon movie, however, was not sad. It was funny, it was upbeat, it was inspirational, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, my whole family liked it, and it was great. We can watch it time and time again, and uh, I certainly plan on owning it. So if you're not a huge Pokemon fan, I still think you would find it entertaining, but if you're even the remotest Pokemon fan, there is a lot of Easter eggs in there, which made it even more enjoyable. Speaking of family, my wife and I have had some rather deep and important discussions with our children about life's lessons, some of the challenges and difficulties that they faced day in and day out, and the ones that we faced growing up. And how even though the generations are different and life's experiences are different, the raw principles are often the same. There were two of those principles or life lessons that my parents taught me growing up that I'm going to share with you because I feel that they're important in the root of what they teach. The first one came about when I was young. I was in sixth grade or under, so I guess that would put me in the 12 or 13 years of age or less. And I had a friend over and I'm a huge, huge fan of Legos. And we were building some, what we perceived as fantastic Lego structures. And my friend finished a piece of Lego and in his excitement, he chose to go down and share it with my mom. And my mom happened to be down in the kitchen and uh, she was sharing a similar moment of excitement with my younger sister who had tied her shoes for the first time all by herself. So my friend goes down there and he shares his excitement with my mom and my mom, who is a phenomenal listener, uh, equally was excited with him. And then my sister turns to my friend and says, oh my goodness, I'm obviously not quoting her exactly because I wasn't there, but something to the effect of, oh my goodness, I've tied my shoes for the first time. This is so awesome. And my friend's response was something to the effect of, oh, I've been doing that for years, that's not that exciting, and walked away. My mom was furious. I don't recall exactly what repercussions came from that, but needless to say, I don't think my mom wanted him back in the house again for a few days. The base principle of this event was that because my sister was excited, that was enough. It didn't matter if it was something that was, quote unquote, beneath him or my mom or anyone else or something that we've been doing for decades. It was important to my sister. The second principle is somewhat more specific to entertainment. Not somewhat. It's it's definitely more specific to entertainment. But growing up, my parents had a standard entertainment rule, and that was we didn't watch rated R movies. And Uh, It was very interesting growing up because I had some friends who certainly didn't have the same principles that I did, or at least their parents didn't have the same principles mine did. And I was literally mocked and ridiculed for this, uh, this standard that my parents had. And as I've gotten older and as I've gotten, I don't know if I'd say more mature, because I tell most people I stopped maturing at 13, but certainly more experienced. 
I've reflected on this principle that my parents had. And I have to say that I am extremely grateful for this foundation that they gave me for a variety of reasons. One of which is I had acquaintances and friends that did not respect me or my parents for that principle, which as a parent now, I find extremely irritating and frustrating because whether they agree or not, whether they understand it or not, we need to respect everybody else and respect the fact that we all have the right to believe or perceive things as we wish. That doesn't necessarily mean we all have the right to act in certain ways, because there's obviously some truly evil things that are being done out there. But respect is the key here. And I want to make sure that I teach my children that same principle, that if they have somebody who has a strange or interesting principle belief that they don't share, my children don't share, that that doesn't change the fact that they shouldn't respect the other person's point of view. Um, I have quite a bit of anxiety. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Uh, but I suffer from anxiety. I'm clinically diagnosed with it. And one of the aspects of anxiety, for those of you who don't know, is a lot of irrationality, um, irrationality that inspires sometimes very painful, emotional, uh, internal or external reactions. And one of the things that I struggle with is memories of things I wish I had done differently. And we all have that to one extent or another that I, I understand and recognize. But for those of us with anxiety, it gets exasperated or exaggerated to the point where it can sometimes cause nights and nights and nights of sleepless nights or uh, weeks where it's difficult to focus on anything because you're obsessed with what you should or shouldn't have done in the past. And I will tell you that this rule has been a blessing in my life because it has reduced the odds that I will have walked in and seen something that I will never be able to unsee or experience something I will never be able to unexperience. And it has brought me a sense of peace. So I reach out and say thank you because it has been a great blessing in my life. Having said that, moving on to top five, I'm actually gonna be able to segue here in a decent way. Things that have actually influenced or positively impacted my life in the world of entertainment specifically in books. So I'm going to go down a list of uh, top five, not in any particular order, and an honorable mention. First one on the list is Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. And the reason for this is actually multiple reasons, but the biggest of which is reading The Hobbit, which I know some people don't necessarily say is part of Lord of the Rings, take it for what it's worth. But The Hobbit was what got me reading. It broke me into literature and completely changed my life. Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. There are multiple things in that series that have inspired me and given me pause or given me courage or a reason to stand or whatever the case may be, but it definitely was a huge influence in my life. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, for those of you who don't know, he was the one who finished Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series after Robert Jordan sadly passed away. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, not a specific book, but the whole gambit of what he has written has influenced me in a great deal of positive ways. Brandon Mull. Uh, Brandon Mull is an author who has also written many books, but I'm going to specifically say that a series he has written called The Five Kingdoms Book Four has one scene in it that has stuck with me and has given me a sense of 
I don't know, courage, hope, uh, transcendency, if you wish. Uh, but regardless of how you slice it, it has been a massive positive influence in my life. And the last one of my top five is Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game and Ender's Shadow. I know he's written a whole ton of other books, and some of them I'm sure are great and wonderful, but those two particular books I constantly remember, especially when it comes to my role as a leader in any respect. There is a lot of intellectual elements of those books that really make you think about things you should or shouldn't say, things you should or shouldn't do, and uh, reasons and motives behind being a good leader, uh, very self-reflective books. And the honorable mention is Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, specifically the first three books. Above and beyond the humor, Douglas Adams was absolutely brilliant. And his books gave me a lot of pause to think. Now, whether that was intentional or not, it has also influenced my life that way. Have a wonderful week. Be happy. And remember that Chuck Norris is the only person that can punch a Cyclops between the eyes.